0: Bobby Bones post-show pre-show.
1: Let's get on some Flashback Friday. The year is 2004. Flashback Friday. I guess I've been doing mornings for about a year and a half. Had no idea what I was doing. I was doing such dumb bits as <laughs> I would take a ball, like one of those foam balls. Not quite a wiffle ball, but you know how you have the bas- the, the, the set, the baseball set. Oh yeah, yeah, you have yeah. That foam ball. I would we'd play a game called Will It Break? Will anything break? and i take it and hit as hard as I could into the radio studio and just see if anything would break. That
2: is premier content.
1: Oh, riveting.
2: <laughs> we should do that next week.
1: <laughs> there are studios a lot bigger now. Yeah. You gotta imagine my first 10, 12 years in radio we were in an old crappy studio, <laughs> old crappy equipment, had nothing, no help, yeah. nothing. But I play, w- and most of the times they didn't break because it was so old. Like the computer we had was from like the 80s. That stuff wasn't breaking. Uh, 2004 is the year though The biggest country song At this time that year Was Alan Jackson Remember when Remember when
3: Old ones died New were born Life was changed Disassembled
4: Rebranged We came together Fell apart And broke each other's hearts Remember
1: the biggest pop song is Outcast.
4: I like the way you move. I like the way.
1: And the biggest thing in pop culture is Janet Jackson at halftime at the Super Bowl with Justin Timberlake. JT tore her top off and you saw her, her nipple. And that affected what are you doing? Why are you licking You're your licking
0: bottle? Your, what? water was gonna. It's
1: the weirdest way to I, stop water. I know. Yeah. I know. Just I let felt it like fall. I
0: felt like a cat.
1: He was licking her bottle. No, no, no. The top of the bottle. Were anyway, Janet Jackson, you saw her boob. FCC hopped in, changed my life. Uh, accident, no. not planned. No, right? that was
0: on purpose. Yeah, it was on purpose. Oh, they,
1: they started to go. Oh, uh, this is an accident, right? That's why I oh, stayed because it was in court. What?
0: Today's the deadline to take your FCC test people.
1: Thank you. Not for our listeners.
0: I'm telling you in the room. I thought you
1: were letting the listeners know. You could have yelled that out after we're done with this.
0: Well, I I might not think of it then. Mm,
1: Good point. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) We talked about it on the show, because you're the reason we have to
1: take the test. That's 2004. Flashback Friday. There you go. Flashback Friday! Let me mention on the Bobbycast today, we have on Don McClain. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee and the the levee levee was was dry. dry. That guy? He's old now. He's in the 70s. But just looking back at 50 years since that song came out. So we talked to him. Um, Not only that, Scuba Steve comes in because I'd never talked to him long form. We learned a lot about Scuba Steve. Oh, yeah. So me, Eddie, Mike D, and Scuba Steve sat around, laughed a lot, and learned about Scuba's life. He has a cool story. Very interesting, yeah. Um, Always has cool stories, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can hear that on the BobbyCast. We did talk about the day the music died, literally. Yeah, but that song was written about from years the prior. The plane crash. All the new music. So check out the Bobby cast today. Would love that, All Richie. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mark that out. Get that done. That page is done. Making sure we don't forget anything. Uh, by the way, today lunchbox and Eddie's romantic gestures were due. Yep. Is that right? Did you get yours
5: done? Oh, I've been done. Yeah. Yeah, man done. Why don't you? Why don't you? I gave you guys. A- oh, he! Ex- you keep extending it, and this guy just doesn't come through. You want me to run you the day of
2: my life? Do you really want me but to I've give you the you day like to five, day of my you life? We had
0: time had to go like over to Bobby's months. and talk about. Yeah, Scuba you have Steve. time to go
2: over
5: and play golf at Bobby's. No, we didn't play
2: this week. We didn't play this week. Oh, no, last we week. No, we haven't played in a while. It's been busy, man. But I mean, a lot of romantic gestures for go, sure. Go ahead, pepper it in there. <laughs> 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 go ahead. Okay, I'll give you the last one I did. Go ahead. Pretty good. All right. I got home and I said, honey, take, I don't call her honey. I didn't say that. I said, boots, that's what I call her. Go take the rest of the day off. Go get your nails done, your hair done, whatever. I'm picking up the kids from school, and I'm going to have the kids till 9 o'clock tonight. You do whatever you want. And she did. And she took the whole day. She went and got her nails done. She got a massage, and she just drove around and listened to music, and she said that was the most wonderful thing I've ever had. Thank you. And very thoughtful. Yes. Romantic, too. Because when she got back... Okay. Uh, lunchbox, <laughs>
1: can,
5: you be,
2: can you beat that?
5: Yeah. I mean...
1: I, I do my- think that's extremely thoughtful. Thank you. It's something you sh- should do on occasion. And she really
2: needed that, she said. Right, right, right.
1: But it doesn't really fit what the literal definition of
2: romance is. You keep trying to shove this romance thing no, down it was my a bit. Throat. it was and a bit from eight months ago. I know, Bones, and it's hard. I'm like, what do I do? We've been married 15 years, romance.
5: No, It's easy. You go to this website, www.victoriasecret.com. See, Stop. see, yeah, keep talking. And so you look up. What
0: did you do? Is this what you did? Yeah. Okay, this tell me what I did. Okay.
5: Found a nice bra and panty. Stop. See. And a teddy. A Ordered what? it. A teddy. A, what? Go ahead. I'm listening. She's being yes. rude to you right now. Yeah, you're being rude. This is romance. Okay. <laughs> so I had it delivered, and I hit it, and I said, "Hey, can you go pick up the kid from school today?" So she goes to daycare. And he put it on while she was gone. (laughs) (laughs) It felt really nice. Guys, this is my romance, (laughs) okay? So I left the box on the front porch, so when she came back, she's like, oh, wow. And it had a little note said, don't worry, when you come inside, dinner's already cooked. Hope you'll wear this tonight. So dinner was cooked. Put the kids (laughs) to bed and do, 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 do. That's
0: pretty it, romantic. It is romantic, but I also want to throw up in my mouth a little
5: bit. What do you mean you want to throw up in your mouth because of the bra <laughs> panty or because of the teddy? Or the dinner. Yeah, or the dinner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you be, that is, Lunchbox That's wins romantic. 100%. So the only
1: difference is, is that no. he actually did something. And, he and did it was like like really I didn't allow something. her to do something. No, you
0: said, go leave the house, I'll pick up the kids, which is what dad should do. <laughs> like, you weren't doing anything above. I'm never home on time to pick up the, the kids. and romance
1: aren't always the same thing. And we get people People going, well, that's romantic. He went and made me a spare key for the house, and I've been waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for that. That's not... That's a great... So the
2: only thing romantic in this is that he bought bra and panties.
0: Yeah, no, he Other had on Other than that, the porch, he cooked she dinner. She got home, he put a note. Okay, so here we she go. she saw the note, walked in, and Bones, he was you like, already read the hey, wear definition. this. So then that probably makes her feel sexy. Like, oh, Characterized he Characterized or
1: suggestive of an idealized view of reality. Whoa. Repeat that. It's like... <laughs> You're creating the most perfect situation ever. You're doing it for them. and mm-hmm. Okay. You know what, Eddie? You, you, you're good, too. Boom.
2: Thank you. Because right. that, that t- totally fits the definition. I think yours is awesome. Thank you. I, do. I, I just think that, one, this wasn't a competition, right? It was just a challenge. You didn't even do yours. You What's just remembered something that you it's did. I did it last right? week.
1: Okay, yeah. Oh Well, Lunchbox, you win the money. Oh, boy. Yes. There's no money. Oh. <laughs> you win the day off work. Oh, no. You win that? the free round of golf at... Augusta. Really? Yeah. Augusta? Yeah, sorry. I, didn't.
0: I mean, if that really was the prize, you know, he would bring. Oh, his yeah. Game. He'd have written
1: a poem. Oh, yeah. he would have I I had a, a, a lawn to, to her do window with a
2: boombox over his head. I thought about writing a song, writing a poem, even doing a piece of art like Amy's been painting. Yeah. yeah.
5: That's you doing. That's good yeah. thoughts. That's I that's might you. do that next week. Hey, I thought about renting a private be... plane and taking her to, you know, Seattle for dinner, but I, I mean, I thought about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess what you said. You
2: thought about doing a lot of things. I thought about taking her to Paris. I still have time, and I will continue to do that.
1: Here's a question. I think this comes from one of Amy's friends, where she asked, "Is is the guy that plays video games a whole lot a red flag?"
0: Yeah, six hours.
1: Yeah. But I don't understand. Walk oh. me through it.
0: Okay, so she just started talking to a guy. They met on the dating app, and I think it came up that, like, yeah, what'd you do yesterday? Oh, I played video games, and I play with my boys and like I was on there for six hours and she didn't know if that was a red flag or not and so we started breaking it down and I was kind of like well she used the comparison that she spent about however many hours binging the queen's gambit Mm -hmm. but she didn't know if that would be considered like the same thing or if video gaming for that many hours in a row in one day is a red flag
1: if it wasn't keeping him from doing what he needed to do who cares what people are doing with their recreation time, right? And he's got his friends on. Maybe you don't get to play a lot and you hop on and play. I play for three or four hours sometimes. We would back sure. in the day.
5: Oh, yeah. I probably did that last week.
1: It's not a red flag. But
0: you, but you don't have time for anything. Okay.
5: But he's no type of romance. <laughs> 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 last week. Do you, do you want me to go through my day, guys, of how, what, what a day in the life of <laughs> mine is? What, what are you playing? That okay. is exactly what he <laughs> said. I mean, that is exactly for, what he for said. Hours? <laughs> oh, yeah. Is
2: your player o- built up? On Friday nights, yeah.
1: Is your, play, is your player built up? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly, at this point, can't play for more than an hour without being like, I'm over it. But. If it's recreation time, do whatever you want. If it's not keeping you from work or your kids or your life, you're going to be doing yeah. something. Why not be playing a video game? And there is this negative connotation with video games, yes. which isn't fair. That's yes, why she was
0: concerned. Yes. She's like, I don't know if I'm judging for no reason because she's just not ever – she's never had dated somebody that has gamed before.
1: Not for no reason. I understand. There is a negative outlook on me and people who play video games. I, I, I had it too. But it's a great escape. If it's not keeping you from doing what you're supposed to
2: be doing, and it helps you get to a more healthy place. Great, Bones. I think the question is, is it loserish? Mm. And, and no,
0: and, she's just saying, is it a red flag that like the ga- he's a gamer and the video game is going to get in the way of us? But
2: like our friend the other day, Bones, he he had a problem with his console, and he was on a customer, ser- uh, whatever customer
6: service.
2: Uh, yeah, service for like an hour because his player. His player that he's built oh, is man. not working correctly.
1: Oh, Great. And, and, that's and, his hour. And, and I'm like, that was chooses. an hour
2: of you guys talking about something that's not real.
1: But that's an hour to do what he chooses. I get it, it,
2: it feel but better. it is a little loserish what? if you think about it. Wait, wait, like I try to if- tell my wife, like I got player of the half, and I show her a picture. She's like, this does not impress me. But
1: it shouldn't impress her. It may impress you. It impresses me
5: when you get that. Thank you. Because you suck whenever I play with you. (laughs) I I like the way Eddie calls it loserist because someone worked on something and wants to get it fixed. But Eddie will play for four hours trying to build that fake character up.
2: If I lose, it's one of those things, though, I have to slap (laughs) myself in the face and be like, dude, you're being a loser right now.
1: I would be irritated if I had played for 20, 30 hours earn something with this character and then it not do the job that I've been I got to say right on.
2: because we're in it but if you're a little birdie flying over and looking at it and saying like oh my But
1: I don't care about gosh. little birdies. With this in life people judging us everywhere we go all the time. We I start, agree dude. We I'm start worrying about that. Thank you.
2: I'm a gamer and I agree, but man, sometimes I'm just like, dude, you're kind of a loser.
1: I think you play more than I do.
2: I play a lot, just on the weekends. So. <laughs> Not the week. I can't play on the weekdays. Do you
0: hilarious. know what a day in the life of a is. Yeah, Eddie do you want to hear like? a
2: day of what I have to do? <laughs> Guys, Friday's my day. Like, everyone right. goes to bed at 10, and on Fridays, I play till about 3 in the morning. Oh
0: my gosh. Yep. Red flag.
2: Red flag. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's going to divorce me.
0: Oh.
2: You there, Bones? I Bobby
1: know. checked out. I, no, I did check out. I just got a note from. Oh. The what trees marked with a spot of yellow, green, orange at the base are to be trimmed. Like, they're driving around in my house. Yeah. You
2: gotta... Spray painting trees? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. WTF? No, that, that's, that, that's just for them to know what they need to work on on that tree.
1: Oh, it's, I don't have to go do it today? No,
2: it's a color code. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's you have to do it. Is that what they said?
1: Our tree program is key to pre- preventing power outages and providing you with the most reliable service possible. Oh, Cruise yeah. are working trying... in the neighborhood to clear trees, limbs, and other... Plant growth near electric lines and equipment. Check mark. Trees marked with a spot of yellow.
2: Yeah, they're, they're marking it.
1: Are at the base to be trimmed. So I don't have to worry about that? No,
2: either. no, no. They're marking it. And just so you know, if you see little dots on your tree, that's what they mean.
1: Okay. Um, I think that's it. You guys are good? Yeah, man. Yeah. Good. Yep. Everybody have a good weekend.
2: Play a lot of video games tonight.
1: Are you? I can't when I'm gone on weekends on shoots. And I, I wish thought I could. you
2: said you were gonna ask them for uh, a little PS5 and a Wi-Fi.
1: So I have. Uh, they put a PS4 in my trailer. Great, that's what I have. And I can't go and be Johnny Diva and be like, guys, I want a five.
2: Cause it's hard to get a five. <laughs> <laughs> see, again, why not? You'd seem a little loserish if you did that, didn't no, you?
1: No, it's just I would. <laughs> there's not good Wi-Fi where we are anyway. Yeah. And
0: then you don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be
1: that guy. No. no. Yeah. I, next thing you know, I'm on Des Moines and like. <laughs> Hey, Bye Bones well, He's got to play his video games yeah, He's a secret He's demanding video games I get that uh, That's it Thank you guys Have a great weekend Don't forget If you missed any of the show And you don't want to go back And listen to every episode This week uh, Morgan does A best of the week podcast That comes out on Saturdays And then we're putting One of our Nashville Podcast Network shows On Sunday So always something for you Thank you Have a good day everybody <laughs> Hello, friends. Good morning. Welcome to Friday's show. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. Big show. Darius Rucker, Parker McCollum, and Matt Stell. He is bringing his guitar in, and he's going to play. So, uh, fantastic show. Friday morning dance parties. Mike D. did get pepper sprayed. We have some audio. We'll tell you that story coming up later in the show. It isn't something super crazy, meaning it wasn't like, ah! But I think it's interesting to know, especially if you want to carry that around, if someone were to attack you, because I did see some people going, oh, that's good to know that it does this, right? because I've always carried it around and never knew if it worked. That story's coming up later on in the show. And if you have to go away, come back and check out the podcast, okay? Uh, why don't I go to Carrie in St. Charles, Missouri, who's on the phone? Hey, Carrie, how are you?
3: Good, how are you?
1: Pretty good. What can I do for you?
3: So- a couple years ago, you guys did a segment. Um, it was right after Amy got her kids, and it was—I think it was—what you're grateful for, and then what keeps you up at night. And I still remember to this day Amy's answers. It like touched me to my soul. She said like she was grateful for a bottle of lotion because her kids had such dry skin, and they like wouldn't let her put it on, and they finally did. And then what kept her up at night is that she slept on the floor with her. I think I don't know if it was her daughter or her son, but. They slept on the floor because they didn't even know what a bed was. And I thought that was incredible. And now all of you guys have had such big life changes. You know, you with getting engaged and Amy and Eddie with the kids and then lunchbox with his. Um, I wanted to ask that question now. If you guys could go around and see, you know, name one thing that you're grateful for and one thing that keeps you up at night.
1: Okay. You guys think about that. I'll go first. Uh, I am grateful for in the last couple of years. What's different? Obviously, it is meeting, spending time with getting ready to marry my fiance Caitlin, just a game changer. Now, I always thought that stuff was fake where people would go, no, I met the person and you could just tell. I always thought it was fake until her. So just a, a complete shift in my life. It's like I'm driving down the road and all of a sudden let me take this detour. I'm not sure. And then it ends up being the greatest road ever uh, I've ever been on. So uh, for sure with her is that good thing. What keeps me up at night, honestly, is, You know, we're getting married late spring, summer. We've already had to delay it. But with that comes, all right, we're going to have kids at some point. Like, that's a thing. But I'm like, I never had a dad or saw a successful relationship or have any skills that I was able to learn by watching. And so I'm like, well, I'm probably going to be a terrible dad. I never saw or experienced what was right. And so that keeps me up at night a little bit going, dang, I wish I would have some had some sort of example growing up on what I was supposed to do. Um, so yeah, I think that is what I'm grateful for, but also what keeps me up at night. Also the ratings for my new show that's coming out later on. <laughs> show, breaking Not Bobby sure. guns. which <laughs> yes. those aren't on yeah. yet, but mostly that first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, Amy?
0: Uh, for me, I am super thankful for therapy and what keeps me up at night is learning to set boundaries and, uh, you know, how that might affect certain people, but I'm trying to practice. What did I do now? Not you. Well, I mean, maybe it's in friendships and relationships, (laughs) all kinds of things. You can set boundaries, but I'm not used to it. So it definitely keeps me up because you get worried that I'm letting someone down or hurting someone's feelings when really it's not anything I should think twice about because boundaries are important. So, but that does keep me up for sure. But that's why I also circle back to why I'm thankful for therapy.
1: Well, too, when you get older, you don't have time for as much bull crap and you start to go, I just don't care. Yeah. Like this isn't that important in my life, so I'm not going to put a lot of time into it and make it that important. So true. And sometimes that's a boundary of, I just don't have time for this crap. Mm-hmm. Right. My boundary is I am not have time for you because you're dramatic. The end, not worried about it. No drama because you don't exist in my little space anymore. And that's just because we get old and tired.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not even just boundaries regarding to anything dramatic or drama, but just healthy boundaries for yourself that, that totally makes sense. And if other people are aware of boundaries, too, then they, they get it.
2: Other people, dramatic people.
1: Exactly. No.
0: <laughs>
2: Eddie, uh, I'd I say I'm grateful for the strength that God gives me to be a parent for four kids. Like, that's tough. And I don't know how I do it. There are certain days or weeks I go through and I'm just like, I don't know how I did that. I tell, I would have quit a long time ago. Um, so that's a, that's a big one. I don't know how it happens. So thank you, God, for doing that for me, giving me that strength. Uh, I am, it keeps me up at night. I would say just my, just worried about this job, like just a little bit, you know, um, I think it's just a weird time for everyone and we don't know, nothing's guaranteed. And I just hope that we have a job. What do you know that I don't? I, nothing, <laughs> nothing. But you know, you talk to a lot of people that are losing jobs left and right. And you just worry that that, that could happen to anyone at any moment
5: lunchbox. I am grateful for the invention of the lottery because it allows me to dream big and imagine my life when I hit the lottery and become super rich and what I'm going to do. And what keeps me up at night is uh, my kid in the middle of the night yelling, Dada, Dada, my blanket, my blanket, or I need a hug. That keeps me up at night because it's three thirty in the morning and they're yelling. Literally, Dada. they literally keeps literally. literally yeah, yeah. keeps me up at night. <laughs> I do that same thing with Caitlin though. Blanket, Mama, oh. blanket.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, Carrie, thank you for calling. Are you satisfied with those answers?
3: I am, and yes, it just yep, it's great. Just listening about the kids because I have two kids myself. So (laughs) the literal keeping you up at night and then also, you know, just thinking about keeping you up at night just does and getting married and stuff that is, yeah, it's all all big, exciting, exciting things for you guys. So thanks for having me on the show. You guys are awesome.
1: Thanks, Carrie. Have a good day. You too. We're so adult now.
2: I know. I just thought about that.
1: I know. It's a a change that I've had to embrace (laughs) because for most of my career, I was the youngest to do it. I was 22, 23, doing mornings in a big market and syndicating myself. And I was like, oh, look at this. And now I'm 40. Like, I'm, I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown man. You are. You know, don't make me go full Gundy on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you 40. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. I'm, maybe, I'm getting to that part of my life a little later than some people. But I think a little earlier I was doing other parts of my life sure. than some people. So we're all just figuring it out the best way we can oh by the way we're so adult Mike D gets sprayed with pepper spray later in the show <laughs> let me just put that there too we're about to talk to Parker McCollum you guys may know him from this song Pretty Heart
4: what does that say about me?
1: he's also got a brand new song called To Be Loved By You
4: so are you
1: Gonna be a big star for many, many years to come. Twenty-eight years old, uh, he was invited to play the Grand Ole Opry this weekend. Now I host and produce the Opry on Circle Network, which is a TV version of it. And so Dirks is playing it, but here's that clip of the FaceTime call with Dirks when Dirks invited him up. I would be honored if you come out and uh, and, and play at your Grand Ole Opry debut. I will be there cheering you on. So,
4: holy <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> you
7: can't say holy. <laughs> now I just said
5: holy.
1: Damn, for real, you
5: being serious?
7: Yeah,
1: February 6th, man. The Opry asked me to ask you to come play your Opry debut, man. So here he is now. Here's Parker McCollum. On the Bobby
7: Bones show now. Parker McCollum. Parker,
1: what's happening, man?
7: Bobby Bones, not a lot. How are you this morning?
1: Man, I'm good. Good to talk to you. I I see that you're you're playing the Opry, which by the way you guys can watch on our Facebook page or on the, the Circle Network's Facebook page or heck on the Circle Network but uh, Parker is debuting tomorrow night, Saturday night. So are you nervous at all, or is this something you're really looking forward to?
7: I won't be nervous until, you know, 15 seconds where we're supposed to walk out there. So um, I'll keep it pretty cool, and then uh, I'll be like, man, you're about to play the Grand Ole Opry.
1: Did you buy an outfit just for the Grand Ole Opry?
7: I did not. I have a... It's funny you ask. I don't plan my outfits ever, but <laughs> I did plan this one, and I found it actually in my... Granddad's closet when I was home for uh, Christmas, is it his or yours? Turned out to be my one of my uncle's, I think, but it's just a great shirt. so he was a great cowboy and had in a lot of style uh, when he wanted to. so I'm feeling a little bit still these days. Who's gonna be in the audience? You know i it's kind of crazy. I didn't think that this many people would come as far as who I'm related to and stuff. my family I got a big family on both sides, uh, and I think every last one of is coming. so
1: oh, wow. Yeah, that'd be real cool. How much can you bench press? I got a whole list of questions here. Yeah. How much can you bench press, Parker?
7: Oh, I don't, I mean, just one time?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's your max?
7: Goodness. I don't know. I had uh, 240, 50 pounds, probably maybe. Jeez. Is
1: that a lot? Yeah. Heck yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about Parker. He's ripped. He's, he's, I've said this before. When you look at him as a dude, you either gonna be jealous of him, or you're gonna be a hater for a second until you're jealous of him and like him. And you have respect. Yeah, because because mm-hmm. he just has it all. He's a he's such a good singer. He's come up playing the heart. You know, he's playing small clubs around Texas. Now he's blowing up nationally. Like he didn't just get this handed to him. And also, he's like a great looking dude. It's like right, Eddie.
2: Yeah, he's a great looking Thank dude. Thank you. I just need someone to back I'll me up I agree with you.
1: Okay, uh, how does that make you feel, Parker? When we do that? <laughs>
7: Well, I just, I need to call in every morning so y'all can do that every morning and start my day like that. Let
1: me ask you about your new song, uh, To Be Loved By You. Again, there's there's a lot of love in your two singles here. Is this about a specific person?
7: Yes, it is. But, you know, everything really was totally fine whenever I wrote that song. It was more of uh, me, like, thinking about it from that angle and thinking about the relationship from that angle and trying to write a song about it. So I think it turned out well.
1: You wrote this with Red Akins who not only is a great songwriter, has so many number ones, but also was humongous in the 90s. Did you write that with him in person, or did you guys get on the computer and do that?
7: No, you know, we wrote this. It was before COVID that we wrote oh. this. Um, we had been, it's one that I had fun up there before I was living up there full time, and um, went over to his, I think we were at his publishing company or his management company or something like that, and um, didn't really know each other very well at the time, and I was like, I had this verse in this chorus, and I was like, hey, do you want to help me finish this? Uh, and he was like, "Absolutely
1: want to help you finish that." So we did. All right, Parker McCollum's on. About to let him go here for his, in a second, but I have a couple other things here. Uh, do you still play violin at all?
7: Absolutely. I don't know how that got. I played. I was last chair yeah. in orchestra in fifth and sixth grade. You know, and I get asked that all the time. So well, he, here's what we're gonna Which do. A little flattering.
1: The next time you come in, we're gonna have a violin for you. This is why I was leading up to it. <laughs> So don't practice, but we want to see if you could still win last chair. Like you show us, let's oh, see nice. what you could play. See, I was leading you into that. So will you take that challenge next time you come up to just grab the fiddle and play us a little bit? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, how about the harmonica? You play that? Yes, sir. Okay, good. All right, there he is. He once dreamed to be in governor of Texas. Now he's governor of our hearts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And Put he it is. On a hoodie. He's playing. <laughs> he's playing the Grand Ole Opry tomorrow night. Uh, Dirks will be there. Dirks. Invited him to play the Opry. Dirks is a member. It's gonna be a big show. I'll be hosting it. And Parker, uh, can't wait to see you. You're killing it. And I'll uh, see you soon, bud. Oh man, thank you guys. Talk soon. All right, there he is, Parker McCollum. Fun fact Friday: yeah. the most fun facts that Amy could find from all this week. Here we go. Number five.
0: So the producers have gone with the wind. They were fined five thousand dollars for using the D word in the movie.
1: The D word. Oh. Can I say that? I was like, dang, they were going hard.
0: <laughs> I didn't. He I goes, was like, I've seen that movie. He said, I remember that. frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But they were like, all right, fine, us $5,000. we are keeping that line in there.
1: Who fined them?
0: The Universal Movie Group. You're
1: making something up yes, right now? Yes, he is. Yeah, the
0: SAG. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I wondered if it was like the FCC type thing. Oh, yeah. I have a little experience with that myself. <laughs> yeah, but you
0: were fined $1 million. Yeah,
1: I didn't even say anything bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, next.
0: Now, speaking of bad words, cursing raises our pain tolerance by about 50%. And you're someone you used to cuss, and then for years you haven't. Have you noticed a difference in your pain tolerance?
1: No. I haven't said a curse word in probably three or four years at this point. Crazy. And I hate pain. I'm a weenie. Just the same. Mm -hmm. I've always hated it.
0: Yeah. I was reading a thing that if you like just need to go yell, sometimes if you yell a particular word and you scream it, you feel better.
1: I pulled the. T- I was pull- peeling my toenail off oh. the other day.
0: Why? Because
1: I- it was too long.
0: With your fingers? Ah. Yeah.
1: Not clippers. I- well, no, that was the problem. And I tore it off too much, and my oh. toe is killing Bones. me. Bones. And I limp around the house, and she's like, Caitlin's like, why are you limping?" I was like, "I, I tore my toenail," and she was like, "Hey, yeah, I know it hurts, but that's what you get." <laughs> Stop. She hates when I pull my fingernails because I'll-, I'll clip o- or, I'll oh. like- or or my toenails, which I don't do as much. If I don't have clippers And I'm are like, you
0: still Biting your nails
1: My fingernails Yeah Yeah Ugh. I do that I don't buy my toenails
0: Oh yeah that'd be crazy Well
5: Lunchbox Eats I his eat Snack Ugh. Protein Ugh. He puts them all On his knee And then eats them After so, yeah. Yeah. I, I pick them off Just like Bobby does And then while I'm Watching a TV show I just one by one Take them off my knee <laughs> So <laughs> gross Bon right. appetite. Next up
8: Number three
0: So one in seven Country songs Have mama in it Okay One in five Country songs Refer to alcohol
1: well, I thought it'd be more, honestly. Yeah, me too. Yeah,
0: and then one in three mentioned tears.
1: One in one, tailgates. <laughs> <laughs> There's yes. got to be one in all of them at Tours. some point.
8: Number two.
0: So a grocery store once closed down so that Michael Jackson could fulfill his dream of going to a supermarket and do some shopping on his own. He wanted to experience what it was like to put things in a basket. And then they filled the store with his friend's that were pretending to be strangers shopping so he could just have that overall experience that he literally never got to have
5: his childhood was just robbed from him so yeah. sad that Isn't might it? be the most least fun fact i've ever heard in my <laughs> life
1: ever it stinks and you look at a guy who was that rich and you're like he had everything but he never had to mature out of that that young 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 age because he was so famous he wasn't forced to mm. Yeah, that stinks. I'm watching that Tiger Woods doc- documentary, I felt bad for Tiger One it was Yeah, over. same same feeling. Oh,
0: I still am going to watch that. I have it on my list.
1: But this number one. All right. <laughs> okay. Dude, let's do something fun because we went to, to <laughs> the- Bad Fact Friday, <laughs> Sorry. Sad Fact Friday. It was more
0: an yeah. interesting fact that this one's fun. And you being a John Mayer fan, do you know why he was curious to start playing the guitar? Yeah, I do. Oh, you do? Okay. Do you want well, to spoil it or no? No, I'll say it. Uh, he was watching Marty McFly play in Back to the Future and he thought, huh, I want to play the guitar. That's cool. Isn't it? That's really cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Berry. Chuck! Chuck! This is your cousin, Marvin (laughs) Berry.
1: So good. (laughs) All right, is that it, Amy?
2: Yep. All right, there you go.
1: Fun Fact Friday.
0: Five Hey, what's up? It's Kelsey Ballerini, and I'll be on The Bobby Bones Show coming up Monday. I'm bringing my guitar, and we're going to play some live music and more.
8: Bobby Bones Show. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood.
0: Morgan number 2's 30 Second Skinny.
3: Carly Pierce is dropping a seven-song EP. It's called 29 and will be released on February 19th.
0: I was so excited that I wanted to share them with you. To introduce you to who I've always been and who I am as an artist, a person, and a woman who understands.
3: Dan and Shay released a new song called Glad You Exist. Take a moment just to take it in. Every high and
4: every
3: Matt Stell released a new song called That Ain't Me No More.
4: She's
3: I'm Morgan number two, that's your skinny.
1: It's time for the good news
3: with Lunchbox. Tell me something good.
5: Jason Schneidman has been cutting hair since he was 14 years old, and he's now 50 years old. And he says, you know what? A haircut can change someone's life. It gives them confidence. So he's been cutting hair, but then he's been to rehab four times. He was homeless for two years. And once he got sober 16 years ago, he said, you know what? I want to give back to the homeless and give them confidence. So he started the Men's Groomer charity organization. Him and his people go around in California and give homeless socks, food, and a free haircut.
1: Man, that's awesome. He's been through it all. He's given back. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show.
5: Bonehead.
4: Story of the day.
5: This story comes to us from Oakland, California. A man was at the airport. His flight's delayed. He's upset. So what's he do? Calls in a bomb threat. Because mm. he's mad at the airline for having a delayed flight. There's no, there's no foresight with these folks.
0: No, they don't really think it through.
5: What do you do? You just call...
2: The a line and then say hey there's a bomb like what do do, I don't know I don't know you call
1: like the Southwest Airlines
2: (laughs) gate and do you fake a voice like oh, this is Nico Jackson (laughs) (laughs) this is Nico Jackson don't
1: look under the table (laughs) just leave so many questions yeah the bomb threat thing. It, it seems to never work out for folks. But no. it
5: doesn't really make sense because he's mad the plane is delayed. Mm-hmm. So telling them there's a bomb in your <laughs> it's bag. It's going to delay it. it, it, it just... and it's like it's going to blow if you don't go faster.
1: <laughs> okay.
5: I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day.
1: The Friday Morning Conversation with
0: Darius Rucker.
1: Darius, what's happening, dude? What's up, Bobby? How you doing, man? Hey, good. I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to have to lead with the story. Just my people demand it. You know what I'm going to ask you about, right? What? The IHOP story. Oh my goodness! I know.
8: I can't, let, I can't believe that made the news.
1: Let me. <laughs> let.
8: Me,
1: I've often said that Darius is country music's nicest guy. He's just my favorite. Been nice to me since I was 17 till today. Shouldn't even be that nice to me, but he is. And I read the story that comes out that Darius goes into an IHOP, buys everybody dinner in the whole place, makes the news, and then makes national news. <laughs> it's it's viral. You, you're viral at IHOP. So tell me what really happened in your mind.
8: I've done that. Several times to places, it, it, I was in IHOP. I was on my way to play golf with Jack, and I stopped to eat at the IHOP. And I was looking around, and there was a bunch of families in there. There was like it was I think a Sunday morning, and there was just a lot of families in there, a lot of kids. And I was about to leave, and I was looking around, and I was like, "Man, you know, times are hard. and These people are here trying to give their kids." Because I remember what it meant to me if we went to IHOP as a kid, and it's like giving their kids a. Morning of fun and joy, and I was just like, I'm just gonna. And I walked by and I know the guy, and I said, Hey, man, how long would it take you to calculate everybody's check? And he said, About a minute. And I said, Okay, well, I'll, I want to pay for everybody. And you know, though I tipped the, the wait staff and I laughed. I didn't think it would ever make the news. That was shocking.
1: When you see it make the news, are you like, Huh? Well, how, how does this make the news in such a crazy time when the news is, you know, just often so volatile?
8: That's exactly what I thought. I was like, there's too much going on in the world for people to care about me buying breakfast for people at the IHOP. But, uh, you know, it was crazy. What
1: kind of tip does Darius leave when he, when he um, like, what's the percentage on, on a tip when you pay oh, for I Oh, I left, I left 100%. On the whole, so you did 100% on the 100% of the restaurant? Yes.
0: Woo.
2: Dang.
1: All right. Well, anybody have any other questions about this before I? move? I just had to lead with that. <laughs> Amy, anything?
0: Yes, dare What's Darius's IHOP order? Like, had you not bought for everybody else? I mean, I imagine your bill maybe would have been like ten bucks.
8: Uh, but my my order's pretty big. I like to eat when I go to IHOP. You, know, I got to get the biscuits and gravy, and and you know, and eggs and all that stuff. Got to get grits, man. Come on, up stuff. So it's it's a lot of food for me. Yeah. yeah.
1: There he is, Darius Rucker. Uh, let's talk about music for a second. Beers and sunshine. Looks like. It could be your 10th number one in country music. The big 10, the double digits. Uh, tell me about, I know. Tell me about, how, like, once you hit 10, that's how we know you're going to be around for a while. Like that matters at all. But once you hit 10, <laughs> Darius, we know you're going to be here forever. How, how's that feeling?
8: Somebody said that to me the other day, it was going to be 10, and it really hit me. Like, that's a crazy number, man. I didn't think, you know, I would have one, let alone 10. So uh, I hope we get to 10. I love this song.
1: You wrote this song too, huh?
8: Yeah, you know, it was a fun song to write. With... with uh, it was fun song to write because the quarantine had just started. The pandemic had really just hit, and I would come back from Europe, and I moved to Nashville, and it was, like, nothing to do but play golf. That's all there was, and uh, the guys were like, nobody's out on their boats and stuff, and we just decided to write a happy, fun song about what was going on, and, uh, you know, I'm glad we did.
1: Let me ask you about when you hosted the CMAs, because you've done it all on every stage for for, you know, in different formats. What is it like hosting a network television show?
8: That was pretty amazing. That was one of those things I never even dreamed, really dreamed about. Doing. I joked about it, but I'm, like, I'm never going to host a CMA. It was, uh, Reba was amazing. She was such a pro and such a help to me and such a great friend. We, we, we had a blast. But uh, that, was, that, that night is a night I'll never forget.
1: Did it blur to you, or do you remember the night vividly?
8: I remember it like it happened yesterday, vividly, because it was so fast. You know, like, the rehearsal took two days, it seemed like. And then when the show went, it just went by so fast, but I remember it vividly.
1: Did you and Reba become better friends because you were together rehearsing a lot? Like, are you closer today than you were before the CMAs?
8: We were friends before, and, you know, we've we, done some stuff together. We love to hang out and laugh, and she makes me laugh like crazy, but, yeah, we're definitely much better friends after doing all that work together.
1: Who do you look at on your phone and go, it's really freaking cool I get to be friends with this person?
8: The tiger texted me yesterday, and that still makes me go, That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs>
1: tiger Woods. I mean, man. I've known him
8: since he was 18, and it still freaks me out. Wow. Yeah.
1: What, what do you have him saved in your phone as? Eld. Oh, Elders. as an Eldrick. <laughs> That's how you know you're super close <laughs> with someone. Yeah, when you nickname him. <laughs> Because I have, I have Darius in mind as Druk. D-Ruck,
8: <laughs> just one word. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I got you as Bobby. Okay, it's just, you're, 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 I, I, you don't need his last name. You're just Bobby.
1: <laughs> Darius Rucker's on with us. Beers and Sunshine's killing it. Probably going to be number one at the end of this week. Uh, before we go, I have a few product pitches for you. I've come up with a few ideas. I think we can invest and go into business together if you'd like to hear them.
8: I would love to hear them. All right.
1: Uh, number one, forget the Kylie Jenner lip kit. That's totally 2020. We're rolling out the Darius Rucker lip kit to make your lips look fuller than ever before. We call it the Rucker Pucker. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I take that as a no. All right, let's go. I don't think I'm with that one. (laughs) Let's do the next one. How about lollipops? I love a sucker. I go to bed pretty much every night. I have a a lollipop. I posted on Twitter before. Lollipops in the shape of Darius Rucker's head. We call them Rucker Suckers. That's that's awful. (laughs) <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You don't like any of those. I'll give you one more. No. How about we open up a pizza and wings place? We call it Mother Rucker's Pluckers.
8: <laughs> that one I'm in on. Okay, there he I'm is. In on that one, yeah. <laughs> All
1: right, our friend Darius Rucker, yeah. by the way. Uh, hey, who is it? Who's gonna, who are you having
8: the Super Bowl? Who's winning? I like the over a lot. On points. Smart. He's not picking a team. Smart. He's picking. I like the Chiefs, but I will never bet against Tom Brady ever again as long as I live. There he is. Darius, good to see you, my friend. Congratulations, and hopefully I see you soon. And by the way, tell Lunchbox, don't be trying to do the stuff I'm doing. You're not as cool as
1: me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
8: so uh, when
1: when Lunchbox... He
8: didn't didn't make the news in his house.
1: Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if you heard the update. He called the news and tried to tip off the story after he did it. That's awful. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you See you, Darius. Take care of you. All right,
3: bye-bye.
1: This is Tiffany from Newport, Richie, Florida.
3: I just wanted to say happy anniversary to my mom and dad, James and Nancy. They're 50th. I love you guys.
5: That's sweet. 50 years. Crazy. Yeah. That's
3: crazy. Ooh.
1: That's crazy. Uh, here is Isaac from Virginia.
3: I got my vaccine a couple
4: days ago, and uh, I'm
1: just... Brains. He turned into a zombie because he got the vaccine. We, oh we heard it live. Man. What time
2: was this voicemail left? <laughs> <laughs> this
1: guy. Let's do one more. Here's a voicemail from last night as well.
7: My third night shift in a row. I work for a department of transportation, so I've been messing with roads and snow all night for the last three nights. Just wanted to tell you guys that you rock. My wife and I are huge fans. I think she's the only person that loves y'all more than I do. In the world. But just keep doing what you're doing. Thanks for the entertainment in the mornings.
1: Appreciate that. No, you guys mean a lot. When you call on the voicemail, we're not here, obviously. Leave a message 877 77
6: Bobby.
1: Here's Amy's pile of stories.
0: So a dolphin has predicted who's going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Kansas City will win.
1: Does the dolphin have any history of picking winners?
0: (laughs) Oh, Nick the dolphin? Yeah. Uh, he's nailed all six of his last sports predictions. Six. So yes, to answer your question, wow. the well, dolphin has credibility.
1: I'm going to let you guys know since today is the last show before we hop into the Super yes. Bowl. Come
2: on, let me write this down.
1: Well, don't bet what I bet. I'm uh-huh. telling you right now. Okay. Don't bet what I bet because if so, you are uh, destined to lose. Because whenever I share my bets, I lose. That's why I don't share them until afterward. And I'm like, look, I won. <laughs> <laughs> it's always easier that way. You avoid humiliation. Um, I have taken the bucks. And then the points, which I think at the time was three and a half points. Okay. So, so I know you have DraftKings kings now, Amy. That yes. means they can play and they can still lose by three and still win the bet. Gotcha. But I have picked the Bucs just because I don't bet against Tom Brady. And not only that, I did, and I hate to say this too, before mm. the playoffs started in the middle of the season, I bet the Bucs to win the whole Super Bowl. So I bet 50 bucks. If I win that, I'm going to win like $1,000. Yes. Oh, wow. It's called a future bet. I bet 50 bucks on it and they've continued to win each week. So
2: why didn't you hedge it? I don't hedge. This is where we get really
1: caught. I'm not a hedger. So this is where you, you bet the
2: other side so you're guaranteed money. in. Yeah. You know me, Eddie. Not I a know, hedger. I know. You're a risker. All right. What else?
0: Okay. So I have a business idea for Lunchbox. I know he's looking for things to do this year. And this guy bought a house that was like super duper cheap, but it belonged to a hoarder. So he knew that maybe he would come Jeez. across some things inside. He spent $10,000 on purchasing the home, which means not that much of a house, and then has turned a profit of $400,000 because the hoarder had all kinds of crazy stuff wow. in there.
1: Does it say what the hoarder had in there? I'm sure he had all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. I think it was like ketchup, poop,
0: I mean, locks, there was skis. silver dollars, other valuables, <laughs> wow. cash that was hidden away. So. Wow. W-
1: where I grew up, once you would leave Mountain Pine, you-, you drove on this road called Mountain Pine Road until you got to Hot Springs, Arkansas. And on this road lived who was known as the bag lady. She would always be seen around Hot Springs pushing a cart, grabbing bags of trash, putting it in the cart. You'd see her all the time growing up. And so her house had trash bags stacked all the way up on the sides of it. And there was no HOA. Where I come from, we don't have an HOA. Mm -hmm. And so you just saw the trash gather and gather and gather and gather. She died. She was probably 80 years old. And they went and cleaned out her house. And so they're cleaning everything up. And when they came out, they were like, not only have we cleaned everything up, she had a couple million dollars. She donated it to the church.
0: It's crazy. She, she had oh,
1: money. Wow. And she was still out gathering trash and bags. Amazing. Had a couple million dollars. You never crazy? know, man. All right, what else, Amy?
0: Well, Kane Brown, Trisha Yearwood, Garth Brooks, Darius Rucker, Dolly... And more are all set to perform at the Opry anniversary special, which is going to be hosted by Brad Paisley and Blake Shelton. And it's going down on Valentine's night. Uh, that's a Sunday, by the way, February 14th. And it's ne- it's the Opry celebrating 95 years of country music.
1: Yeah, I should be on there too. I think I'm talking about the Opry. Oh, I
0: was curious if you were.
1: During the pandemic, because I've run that show for the last year or so mm-hmm. from the Opry. Um, so... As long as we don't get snowed in or something and I I can still get up there to record this, I'm going to be doing it too. So, premiere of American Idol on ABC, Opry on NBC. That's right. So, all over the place. Two big shows that night. All right, is that it,
0: Amy? Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile.
1: That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news.
0: With Amy. Tell me something good. So, I want to talk about Hilda Brown. She recently beat covid But the reason why it's a really cool story is because she's 110 years old. Wow. (laughs) Just Uh, her
1: making it to 110 is a story. (laughs) Yeah. So she
0: beat COVID then celebrated 110 years old, which puts her in the super sanitarian club, which is people that are 110. I think there's 76 of them in the U S so small club. And her niece and nephew were talking about how, yeah, she lived through the Spanish flu. Never got it though. Uh, but she did get COVID. Uh, She's alert. She's talking. She tells stories. She walked until she was 103, crocheted until she was 105. How
1: are they not protecting her at all costs from getting COVID? I don't know. If you're 109 or 110.
0: She lives in an assisted living home, so I don't know. I guess she got it there somehow. She got it and beat
1: it, huh? Yep. That is fantastic. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Do you feel like you drink enough water? Yes. Oh, good for you. Mm-hmm. I always struggle with water, and I'm using two different things. I do the liquid IV packs, which I just take from set of the TV show. Fantastic. Make the water taste pretty good. Extra hydration. <laughs> it just makes me drink water. Bobby just need to taste something good. <laughs> right. I guess I'm not mature and adult enough to just drink water. And then I have these red tablets that I still use, too. But so it, Do you ever just drink normal water? I or? do sometimes if I'm really thirsty, but mostly I need like a Happy Meal. You know, you got to get the kid to eat by putting a toy in the Happy Meal.
0: Right, I gotcha. I
1: need, mean, like, Happy Meal water. Like,
0: I have to go to the bathroom right now because I that, drink and so you. much water.
1: Yeah, and good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a story for you. A couple in Virginia found themselves in the middle of a police pursuit on Sunday. They pulled over just in time to record the cops arresting the guy. When you hear him say he lost it, he's referring to the suspect losing control of his car and losing a hubcap. And then you see six, seven police cars surround him. They... Get out with a German Shepherd. It's a whole, but they're right in the middle of it. Pretty cool. Here you go. Oh,
3: we're in the middle of the freaking pursuit. Where'd he go? <laughs> there he is right there. There he is. Oh my God, Jason, 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 Jason. He lost it. Yeah, he lost yeah. yeah.
0: Oh my God. Look, he done run up on him. Babe, hey, we got to get out of here. Yeah, right here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> sounds like they're watching a NASCAR. It oh, sounds wow. like they're on a roller coaster.
1: Whoa, here we go. Wow. He lost it. But this car comes flying around. The, it loses control. Wow. And they are right Deesh. in the middle of it. That's scary, man. Yeah, crazy. These car chases are scary, but I love when they throw the spikes out. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I'm watching one of those and they, they're showing coverage from... Because it always seems like it's in California. Uh, it does. If you're able to watch one of these... You're just rooting for the cops to throw the spikes out. And then you hope the car, who doesn't know it's coming, is like, please don't pull off. Please don't pull off. Hit those spikes,
2: baby. When the guy sees the spikes, what do you think? What, do you, what goes through his head, do you think? He probably goes,
1: oh, crap, and then nails the gas to try to limit it. <laughs> but no, it doesn't but work. But it doesn't work like that. Because that's when the mayhem happens, after yes. they hit the spikes. Okay. Uh, shout out to our police officers out there keeping us safe. Let's go to Amy and get in the morning corny. The morning corny.
0: Did you see Jeff Bezos step down as Amazon CEO?
1: Um, I did.
0: <laughs> oh, well, he quit when he was in his prime.
1: <laughs> oh, Amazon Prime.
0: <clears throat> that
1: was the morning corny. Uh, topical humor on the corny. <laughs> and no not
0: at ripped me. Ripped right from the headlines. <laughs> Oh boy. Don't at me if you say his name differently.
1: Yeah. Augie in Colorado is on right now. Hey, Augie, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. How old are you?
3: I'm 13 years old.
1: Okay, what can I do for you?
3: Okay, so it's so nice to meet you right away. Okay, so um, in public places, my parents are like really anti-mask. And they never really wear their mask. And I do wear my mask in public because I want to follow the protocols and keep everyone safe. So should I talk to them about that? Because it's really embarrassing for me. Amy?
0: Oh, man, yeah. I think you should let your parents know how you feel and have that open communication. And then it's up to them how they want to respond. But you have every right to express your feelings because, yeah, you are following protocol. I feel bad that you're in this situation, but there's nothing wrong with sharing that with them in a thoughtful way.
1: And maybe, okay, they don't believe in masks, but maybe they do believe in not embarrassing you and and maybe that's the one they'll take for the team.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. But yeah, they maybe don't believe in the masks, but they do want to uh, respect your feelings as their child. And so you can say to them, you know, when you don't wear your mask, it makes me feel, and then tell them how it makes you feel, and then maybe they'll respect that.
1: How does it make you feel? If you're out and they're not wearing masks, you feel what?
0: I don't know. I'm just really,
3: like, tense. It's like, put on your mask. Like, all the people are looking at us because you have your mask full your mouth. Mm.
1: I think Amy is right. I think just having that conversation. You sound like a very mature 13-year-old to even ask advice for the situation. And again, even if they don't believe in the mask, maybe they believe in not embarrassing you and making you feel more comfortable in a situation. So um, have that conversation. Okay, Augie? Okay. You feel okay about that advice?
0: Well, hold on. Before before you go, I also just want to make sure that I don't know how your parents are going to respond. So (laughs) I... Our hope is that they would maybe wear their masks for you. But if they don't, then, you know, it's not going to take away how you're feeling. But you just got to keep wearing the masks and then don't worry. Don't feel stressed. You don't need to have that stress on you. You wear your mask. You be responsible. And if other people are looking at y'all funny, that, like, that's not your problem.
1: All right, Augie. Thank you for calling.
0: Have a good day. You
1: have a good day, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And- Mature kid, right there. I know. Mm -hmm. Feel
0: bad. She has carrying, or is it a boy or a girl? I don't even know. Uh, I think by a girl. Okay. Tell
2: you what, though, if my kid came to me and said, "I talked to a radio show, and they told me to tell you this," I'd be
0: pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't say that. (laughs) Don't say that. So
2: that's on you guys. All right.
0: Well, All it's right. not like we gave, we gave thoughtful advice. It's not like we gave anything like, oh, disobey your parents and. <laughs> no, if that. they
1: don't run away. We didn't say that. Yeah. The Friday Morning Conversation <laughs> Matt Still. with
0: Matt Stell.
1: Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you this morning? Let me recognize Matt for something here. Um, and the last time Matt was on, Amy, you weren't here. Nope.
0: Yeah. No. It was my first time seeing you. I mean, other than like, I didn't realize how tall you were. <laughs> so when you were in the green room I mean I've heard Bobby talk about how you play basketball and you're tall but I mean you're tall (laughs) like when I looked back in the room I'm I'm like oh what's that yeah I mean that might be that's like the tallest person I know
1: well and I'd like to recognize Matt because he did play college basketball but then he came over to the house and played ball and I beat him oh and so I just like to say that out loud do you remember that
9: yeah. That that's a good day, wasn't it? Yeah, that that was a great day. Thank you. you <laughs> anyway, know, I, I noticed that on your arm, you have a bunch of things tattooed that really mean a lot to you. Uh-huh. You might ought to think about getting that day tattooed. Yeah, yeah I think so. on that arm as well.
1: <laughs> it's a is a real achievement day for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, it was a new court. I get it. You come over, you're intimidated by my hey, prowess. You want fair and square. That's right. And it wasn't straight up basketball. Right. We clarifies. We played knockout. <laughs> Where you shoot and have to get the rebound, that kind of thing.
0: Right, he wasn't guarding you. <laughs>
1: right, he's, lu- he's lucky he wasn't guarding me. Okay. <laughs> hey, I saw that you were picked for the New Face of the Country. Show. Yeah,
9: that's a big deal in country music. Man, it was uh, it was really really cool. You know, I was actually at that show um, uh, last year and, and watching uh, my buddy Jimmy uh, play up there and a bunch of other folks. And uh, man, it's it's really special. And um, yeah, man, country country radio has meant everything to me. So that's uh, really excited. Really. Looking forward to that. How how long are your jeans? What size is that? <laughs> um, probably like a, a I'm going to say like a 36-ish inseam. Can you go into a store and buy jeans? Not typically. It d- depends now because like kind of depending on the on the pant, you know, high waters are kind of cool in some respects, which would have been really nice when I was in like high school or junior high. I would have loved for it to have been cool back then, but uh, I have a hard time getting shoes and jeans off the shelf, yeah.
0: Oh, what size is your foot?
9: Okay. All right. Here now we've go. gone into a whole new area. <laughs> like a 14. See,
0: it's a special order. That's crazy. You have to shop at Big and Tall?
9: Um, Yeah. The thing about Big and Tall is they're much more big than they are tall in those stores. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like the section for like, you know, tall folks is,
1: is pretty small. But uh,
9: but yeah, you know, you can find them on the internet. That's another great thing about now is you can find it.
1: I don't want to hit this too much about him being tall, no. but Amy did bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a jeep, okay, uh-huh. and I would drive the jeep, and people would always wave if they had a jeep. It's right. the jeep wave. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do tall people do that with like fist bumps? If like you see somebody else really tall in the mall, are you like, "Hey, bud, I got you," boom? And we can't even see because it's above mm. our heads. Correct. Like we probably don't. It's not even in our line of sight. <laughs> yeah,
9: it's sort. It's sort of like an eye contact thing. Yeah. I noticed that. Um, actually, when we the last show we played before things shut down was in uh, New York, and there was a dude standing. He was singing every word to the songs, but he was like head and shoulders above everybody tall. And I watched him being really, um, really cognizant of that. Because when I'm at shows, like I, I have to stand kind of in the back or against the wall or else I'm going to ruin somebody's night, you know, for, for a show. So this dude, I noticed he was doing that. And uh, I just I sent him a couple beers out to the to the crowd and just was like, hey, man, I appreciate <laughs> what you're doing. I know you're singing every word, but uh, I appreciate you not, you know, ruining everybody's time by being yourself. Uh, up here, but
1: Matt Stell is here. Let's let's go back to the first one. Prayed for you, and I'm gonna have you play this a little bit. But let me say a little bit about this song. Whenever it was first played for me, you were basically an independent artist.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it wasn't like many of the success stories in Nashville where a big label goes out, finds somebody, grooms them, has them ready, launches this big campaign. That didn't happen with you.
6: Mm-hmm.
1: You were this guy that I knew from Arkansas. And first, I'm like, oh, cool, I'm from Arkansas. Like, I, I'm gonna pay attention to this guy a little a little more. Mm-hmm. Who was on this, like, how would you describe the, the kind of deal you were on? Like a distribution deal?
9: Man, honestly, uh, I had a publishing deal. Uh, I, you know, just signed a publishing deal with my publisher, and I made an EP. So you were had, just
1: writing songs, getting paid to write songs. I, I
9: was getting paid to write songs, and, uh, you know, the hope for me was I wanted to write songs for, you know, big artists and and just make my little, my little niche records, and uh, we put out that EP and it just so happened to have you know prayed for you on it and uh man we put it out into the world and it it, it's people started listening to it and it you know it's like it's it's really special especially being a songwriter to watch the song kind of do a lot of that heavy lifting and then of course what ends up happening is then you get people behind you that, that really believe in what it is. And, and I've got a great uh, team that does that, too, and kind of push it across the finish line. But but it's when we started out, yeah, it was just a song and a guitar and a guy that can't buy jeans in a store.
1: Right. And that's what I wanted to recognize <laughs> is that it's not the story of, you know, a lot of these artists who are good and somebody says, you're the one. You had to do this yourself.
9: I did it for myself for a long time. And then I, you know, really when it started to take off was when I uh, partnered up with my um, you know. All right, Mr. Humble, I'm tired of. You. Let's just play the dang song. All right, I'm
1: just telling you, there's something special with this Car Matt handle Stale good. guy. I'd yeah, like yeah. to thank my teammates. <laughs> All right, let's play a little bit of uh How about verse and chorus? I prayed for you.
9: You got it.
4: I've never been one to ask for help. I need a mountain move to move it myself. I ain't the church pew regular, twice on Sunday. Quote you the scripture kind. I'm far from a preacher, but I'm a believer. Cause every single day before I knew your name, I couldn't see your face, but I prayed for you. Every heartbreak trail went all home, fell. On a highway to hell, I prayed for you. I kept my faith like an old King James said I'm supposed to. It's hard to imagine bigger than I could fathom. I didn't know you from Man. at all, but I prayed for you. Nice.
1: Matt Stell, yeah. live. Look at this, guy. Sound good. I know you moved to town to write songs, but I know you were hustling, playing shows mm-hmm. as an artist you know, in Arkansas and then around, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the Southeast. Why move here to just write songs if the goal was to be an artist?
9: Well, I kind of was trying to have my cake and eat it, too. You know, I, I, I always knew that I was going to make records regardless of if anybody cared about them or not. You know, I just, I love that. Um, but I thought I would I would just kind of do that, follow my muse, and I would have sort of that world. And then, you know, a lot of my heroes kind of did that, and do that. Um, like, Daryl Scott's a songwriter that I love, who I actually just got to meet last week. But, you know, he's got this whole life and career of like him doing an artist thing, and then he's written these, you know, huge songs and stuff like that. And that was always appealing to me. And, and that's really what I went in thinking. And that was, you know, that was like the goal. And uh, I had no idea that, um, you know, it's so cliche, but one song could just change your life. And that song changed my life almost overnight.
1: And Matt is no dumb dumb. You might look at him and go, what a dum-dum. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you right now, Matt Stella is no dum-dum.
0: Oh, yeah. I didn't look at him and think that.
1: Oh, okay. Well, good. <laughs> so let's talk about this, and then we're going we're gonna to come back and play another number one for us. But so you graduate high school. Mm-hmm. Where?
9: Nemo Vista High School, Conway County, Arkansas.
1: Pretty proud of that.
9: Yeah. Yeah, only wet county around.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> People to had be. to drive not, to not, your but... county to get alcohol. That's right. That's Where, right. My county was dry down in Arkadelphia Arkansas we had to drive to Garland County mm-hmm. I say we I mostly did the driving because I didn't drink <laughs> right. but we had to drive 40 minutes to get beer because it was a dry county
9: yep Yeah. there's some counties around us now that are wet but we we were the we were the wet county for uh, a lot of that part of the state so we we're really proud of that
1: you go to college where
9: I went to Drury University you play basketball there I hooped there at Drury yep did you graduate I did graduate alright after that what happened um
1: with, well, with school?
9: I, I, yeah, with school, I uh, I went to Arkansas to get a master's degree while I was learning how to play guitar. Did
1: you get that? Uh, I did. I mean, this is my point. I know. One, he's way too humble, and two, he's got a freaking master's degree up okay. here.
0: Master's in?
1: Communication. Oh.
0: Yeah. Master's is a master's. So did you want to do something in communication, or really just... Uh, n-
9: really, no. I mean, yes. I mean, I guess I, you are. I way. thought for a mi- kind of, but I thought for a minute, I was really doing like rhetorical studies, more like less like mass com type stuff for inside baseball there but I thought I was going to maybe go into academia I thought I would maybe get a degree in cultural studies or American studies and um, write and teach and do those kinds of things but um, I spent enough time around like academic departments and, and I was at that point getting a little bit busy playing music and I was like yeah I'll come back to that maybe later so I deem him the smartest man in country music.
1: Okay. That not the That's what I'm saying. I'm leaving it here. <laughs> and we're going to come back, Matt Stell is here, he's going to play another number one hit that you may know, and for the first time I believe you're going to play a song. That's right. You've never played it. Never played it. You're not even going to write it till we go away for break. And then you're going to write it and then come back and play it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's how smart this guy is. He's amazing. Amy, Amy doesn't know if I'm kidding or not.
0: No, I mean I can tell that he's super smart.
1: I'm smart in the way that a a
9: dog that can, like, fetch is smart. Like, on on command, I'm pretty consistent, you know.
1: The Friday Morning Conversation with
3: Matt Stell.
1: So, Prayed for You Goes, number one, big hit. You got to put out that second song, and you're like, oh, boy. Am I going to be a one-hit wonder? That's got to be the question.
9: Well, yes and no. You know, that was a question sort of looking back. But at that point, as we talked about before, all of that Pray For You stuff kind of happened sort of out of nowhere. So I didn't have any expectations. I just kind of, I felt like I was playing with house money at that point. And I was like, well, you know, I was writing songs that I thought were cool. So the next thing we put out, you know, the the team will help figure out what else is, you know, maybe cool. But I I really didn't really feel that pressure um, because again, like I I didn't have expectations going into it. Now, as the song is going up the chart and I know what to expect, um, then I did start to feel a little bit of pressure on that one. But um, well, yeah, luckily we we rang the bell
1: on this one. Here it is, his second number one. This is Matt Stell. He's gonna play Everywhere But On.
4: It's a big old world, a saddest little town. Thought the song I needed to drown you out, it was gonna be easy. It was supposed to be easy Put some days, put some miles in the rearview A few stained lines between me and you Just a little space and time and I'd be fine I've been from Savannah to Long Beach Trying to keep your memory out of reach But there you were in the Delta Nights The Santa Fe sun, the Colorado sky I could add another pushpin to the map, and do will stop me from missing you looking back. Guess it's just one place I haven't gone. I moved everywhere but on.
1: There he is, Matt yeah. All right, so uh, we're having a kind of a, a big morning here. What are you going to play for us that you haven't played until now? Um, well, I'm going to play
9: you a song that uh, immediately when I heard it kind of changed the whole trajectory of... One thing I've learned, in, in, and I'll back up a little bit, but one thing I've learned in being in this um, game a little bit on the radio side of it is that um, everything takes so much planning and so many people to make it work. And, um, you know, typically we have, okay, this date, this song is going to do this and that. and uh, uh, But just in in the way that um, a song kind of changed my life and trajectory in the first place. This song came along and um, just really kind of upended our plans because it was, um, it, it, I don't know, just hit me like a ton of bricks when I heard it. So uh, we recorded it and we liked what we got out of it. And um, so did the team. And it turns out this is our, our um, new single. And this is, I guess, the first time that we've we've ever played it. I don't guess. It is the first time that we've, we've ever played it. I'm 100% sure about that. And, um, yeah, it's called That Ain't Me No More. And I would love to... Uh, I'd love to do my best try on that song for you. Folks. Let it,
1: let it rip. We doing the whole thing here? you know it all? I, I think so. I think I, I think so. <laughs> it's the guys like, "Yeah, he knows it." Pray to <laughs> God. Right. Like, yeah, like
9: if it's like a Super Bowl prop bet, like the over under <laughs> that I make that we make it all the way
1: through it's is the bridge. The over under is the bridge. Yeah, get past the bridge. <laughs> exactly. Over under is 213 and a half. All right, here he is, Matt Stell. That ain't me no more. First time I ever played it. Here we go.
4: I used to drink till I got drunk My fuse was short and my guard was up I'd start a fight, I'd slam a door But that ain't me no more Yeah, I was number one on my list I never called back the calls I missed No, I ain't proud of who I was before But that ain't me no more Yeah, I turned it all around and she's over the moon right now Cause somebody's got her in their shirt Somebody's texting her at work Somebody's got a picture on their dash Somebody's going fishing with her dad She's letting some lucky someone see That Nike dead dress hit the floor She found a one and it's killing me Cause that ain't me no more Oh, that ain't me no more.
1: There he is. Matt Stell, first time ever. Woo-hoo. How'd that feel? It felt pretty
9: good. It felt like, you know, when you're in a in a, a flight to a, a place you really want to go really bad, but it's turbulent in the air. So you get those like kind of butterflies and then you land and
1: you're like, we're here. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got good it. analogy. Hey, why got, not? Got, yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, do you guys uh, check out Matt still. Obviously, I'm a big fan. Hey, did your mom really get upset at the tattoo? Oh, she was,
9: she was real mad. What tattoo? Yeah, I, I got a tattoo on. <gasps> oh yeah, we talked a, about it. Yeah, on my buddy's tenth anniversary, they threw this huge party in Vegas, and one thing led to another, and a, a tattoo like artist came over. And they did, like, 30 tattoos that night, including one for me. And, yeah, mom was not too happy. And the one they did for you was? um, It's a it's a quote from Galileo. It says, uh, it's just basically, and yet it moves, but in, in the Italian. So, yeah.
1: It could have been worse. There was a guy that got busted in Florida for, I think, robbing a place, and he had the Florida tattoo in between his eyes, like a, in state. between his eyebrows. It was the state of Florida. Huh. I mean, they had the state of Arkansas on my arm, but I can always put a sleeve over it.
9: Right, you can't really put a sleeve over your over, the, over your, your forehead. Yeah, like of all the places to have a, you know.
1: That's what you, Amy's got a couple of tattoos. I do. Show her the naked sailor. Show him the naked sailor. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>
0: not here.
1: <laughs> okay, Matt Stell, follow him at Matt Stell Music. Thank you, Rampage your Guitar Player. Good to see you. Thank Great you. job. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. He, doesn't, he has a man a few words. Yes, uh-huh. yes. He said, Thank you. Thank that you. was it? <laughs> yeah. He has done his part. There he is, Matt still. Matt, good to see you. You too, It's time for the good news.
6: With Bobby. Tell me something good.
1: A driver for a trash hauling company in Ohio is being praised because he saved a puppy that he found abandoned on the side of the road. His name's Aaron Kinzel. He works for Rumpke and was on his route outside Cincinnati. When he saw a backpack that was kind of old and thrown over the side of the road, but the backpack was moving on the ground a little bit, So he gets out, slowly unzips it, and there's a puppy in there.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Who would put a puppy? He wrapped the puppy in a sweatshirt. Some other workers took her to the vet for an exam. The 10-week-old boxer mixed puppy was suffering from a broken leg and dehydration, but she found a new home.
0: That's awesome.
1: And thankfully, he pulled over. He saw a backpack moving and opened it up.
2: Guys, I don't know if I would have opened that backpack.
1: I don't. I don't know that I would have paid attention to the backpack. Yeah. Honestly, if I'd known there was a dog in there, of course I would have. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that I would have looked at the backpack long enough to even notice it. So Aaron Kenzel, that's great. Good on you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. It is Friday. It's time for the game I love, but everybody else hates. <laughs> and you don't want to hear this sound. You've been boned. It's easy trivia. Don't get boned, friends. These are the easiest trivia questions we could find. They slightly get a little harder as we go, but let's play the game. Amy, you're up first. A jack is used to change what from a car? Tire. Correct. See, it's so easy, you're confused. Lunchbox, the Heimlich maneuver is used to get people to stop doing what? Choking. That is correct. Woo! Eddie, where does solar energy come from? The sun. Yep. Morgan what insects can chew through wood and destroy your home? Termites. Correct. Look at this. Nobody fails in round one. It's easy trivia. Amy, what crime-fighting cartoon dog has the initials SD on his collar?
0: Oh, That would be Scooby-Doo.
5: Correct. Anybody have trouble with that one? I was going to go Super Dog. I was going to go McGruff. Well, SD doesn't... Well, once you went to the initials, I was saying when you started reading it, I was like, man, there's a lot of dogs. Lunchbox, who invented the telephone? Oh, that's uh, my boy, Alexander Graham Bell. Nice.
1: Eddie, a broken clock is still right how many times a day?
2: What? (laughs) (laughs) What? What?
1: A broken clock is ah. still right how many times a day?
2: Oh, two times a day. Nice. Oh, yeah. Morgan.
0: A little riddle there.
2: No kidding.
1: I know you hate geography.
0: Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: How many moons does the Earth have?
3: That, is this a trick question?
1: How many moons does the Earth have?
3: I mean, like, that, I mean, this is a trick question, isn't it? <laughs>
1: it is not a trick question.
3: We, I mean, we have one moon, but we have planets. So do, uh, mm, one moon. What's your answer? One.
1: Correct. Okay, <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's really afraid.
1: Hey, we're, we're through round two. Now, yeah. now let's see if people Man. miss. Oh yeah, we'll give them okay. a time. Okay. Yeah. We'll I thought that was a trick. <clears throat> Amy, how many sides
5: does an octagon have?
0: Oh my gosh, Octo Mom had eight children. Eight.
5: Correct. You know those kids are like 13 now? I just saw a picture of them. Wow, crazy. How many ounces are in a cup, Lunchbox?
0: Huh?
1: How many ounces are in a cup? <sighs> do you know this one? Yes, yeah. of course. I thought it was pretty easy, but he's... I
0: mean, most... I think a lot of guys... Hey, do you know this one? I don't know it. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Morgan, uh, do you? I think so. What? Morgan, you cook. I know.
5: Well, if there's 16 ounces in a pound, but I don't think a cup is a pound, right? Aye, uh, no. yeah, aye, yeah. 16 ounces. Why is 12? pot 12 pops into my head. A cup. 12. One cup of Coke. 12 ounces.
1: I-, I guess 12. What do you think the answer is? The answer is 8. The answer is 8. Yeah. 8 ounces in a cup. Sorry, buddy.
5: I guess I should go back to baking school. Dang
8: it.
1: I know some kids you can compete against. I so watch that baking show all the time. He used to be in baking school? <laughs> he he wants go to go back. back. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs>
5: What? No, yeah. I guess I should enroll in baking school, uh, sorry. <laughs> You've been boo. How'd that feel?
1: It was a little rough. Yeah. Uh, how many <laughs> days are in February this year? No! Right? This year, how many days are in February? It's a different
2: I, mean, I don't know, man. February thirtieth. Let me see how it sounds. Hold on. Yeah, I'll meet you there February 30th. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, how about February 29th? February thirty first. <laughs> That doesn't sound right. February 31st doesn't sound right. But th- the, the 29th of February. The 30th of February. I've never heard that. Let's go 29. Oh! What?
1: So there are 29 days in February on a leap year. What? Can but you- this year, there's only 28. It's a normal year.
2: Alright. I'm telling you, I had no idea. I just had to go with what Say
1: sounded right. Say the question
0: right.
2: again. How many days are in
1: February this year? 28. not a you- leap year. What would you have said?
0: I I would have said 28, but honestly, I didn't know if it was a leap year or not. How do we know it's a leap year?
1: They always say it's a leap year. On the calendar. (laughs) So there's an extra day. Yeah, they they say this year a leap year. I had a friend whose birthday's on leap year. He has one birthday for four years. Wow. So he celebrates it on the first, March 1st, but when it's not a leap year. Why are you upset right now? Because
0: I need to know how to, I want to know when's the next leap year. Two years away. Okay. So in 20. Oh, you
1: know what you should do? Google it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going to be a great
0: dad, I will, bro. but I thought you would just tell me. I know. Bobby's going to be like, search it up.
1: I, know, I love it. By the way, Amy, this is for you. You've been booed. Why? Oh, no. Sorry. Eddie? Hey. Sorry. I'm in. You got a,
2: you got extra to You've been booed. There you go. Oh, twice. Eddie, great. Eddie got bone twice.
1: Because
0: I would have said 28.
1: But. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, two people remain. It's Morgan and Amy. Oh. Congratulations, Amy. <laughs> Traditionally,
2: <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
1: Wow. I'm just joking. I'm joking but for real traditionally (laughs) how many wonders of the world are there Morgan seven correct wow Amy how many continents are there seven correct Morgan what country is sushi from the whole show I got away from the mic because I think they're going to miss it nobody wants to touch it is sushi from it's risky
3: uh, I mean there I would assume it's either China or Japan. Japan? Correct. Good job.
1: Amy, a Yankee is a slang term for which nationality? A Yankee.
0: Is n- northerner? A, a nationality. Thats nationality not how, is the word. A nationality? A Yankee, a New Yorker, a northerner, a New Yorker is a New Yorker and I'm a Texan I grew up in Texas is that my nationality I mean I'm an American When you break it down is it the north or is it New York
1: nationality
0: southerner I'm trying to think a westerner are you an easterner you're a northerner a northerner a New Yorker a Yankee that Yankee need an answer
1: I don't know
0: if it's a northerner or a New Yorker Ah, New Yorker. Amy, when I say
1: nationality, I don't know. What does <laughs> that mean to you? I don't
0: know. That's why I'm struggling. Nation.
1: The, the, the root of nationality is nation. It's an American. Everybody called us Yankees. Nation. Nationality. I
0: thought it, that's why I was struggling because I was like, what nationality oh, is you within kept nationality America? And you're like,
1: Texas. Where I know no, I'm American,
0: <laughs> but like other, other country, countries yes. say Yankee.
1: About us. That's Yankees. American.
0: I'm American, but I'm not a Yankee. There yeah, you
1: are. Yeah. To other. Okay. Morgan, <laughs> Whoa, you, can, wait, wait. you can win this. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, oh, Amy. Man. Oh, yeah. Not,
0: not yet have I been boned. Oh, you've been boned. No, this is the final. <laughs> you know what? You,
1: you did miss it. You did get boned. Okay, so boning. You've been boned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. <laughs> Morgan, you can win, or if oh, you get boned,
0: man.
1: we unbone you two oh, for oh, wow. sudden okay. death. Oh, wow, okay. wow. I'm so I guess we would debone you. <laughs> <laughs> watching a lot of cooking shows. Okay, uh, go. Morgan, a Canuck is a slang term for which nationality?
0: <laughs> now that you got the definition oh. of
1: nationality. Yeah. A Canuck.
0: A Canuck. Um,
3: Canadian?
1: Correct. <gasps> <Winner>. oh, <what? laughs> yes, <what? laughs> a couple things here. That's her first ever win at Super Easy Trivia. She struggled with how many moons do we have, but dang it, she won the game. Yeah. Secondly, Eddie, you have something you
2: want
5: to say? Yeah, I'm sorry. I
2: was wrong. I'm a gambler and sometimes you just pick the wrong team. I bet, Amy, you were a heavy favorite. You know that.
0: I know, but...
5: Dang Yankee,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why <laughs> I was just totally thrown by that because I grew up in the South and you bet? <laughs> <You've> <laughs> no, I get it. it now. Like, I yeah. guess nationality is nation, that's, yeah. yeah. You heard me struggling through it because I just didn't, I knew American was in the nation, so I was struggling. Morgan's our winner.
1: All this week, I've been struggling with Mike D., our writer who writes a lot of the games that we do, and he's just like, please pepper spray me. I want to know what it feels like. I didn't want to do it, but he was going to have it done somewhere. So I said, okay, just come over to the house. We'll do it at the house because there I have everything. Towels, shower, Kalen's there, a car to drive into the hospital if he needs it. Everything was there. And so he comes over, and you had a little pink pepper spray? Yeah. Is that yours? My fiance's. So she carries that around in case someone comes up to her. Yeah. And I thought to myself, what can... How can our listeners benefit from Mike D. being sprayed in the face of pepper spray? And it hit me, does this stuff really work? Like, if you have one of these as your keychain in case someone comes and tries to mug you, do you think it would really work? The answer is, after doing it to Mike and I'll play a clip, is yes.
2: <laughs> 100%. Just make
1: sure you know how to do the thumb thing, because it kind of has a safety on it. Oh, really?
0: Thank goodness. So you don't but... just,
1: you know, pop yourself in the in the, the poo-poo with it. <laughs> <laughs> So, but no to use it, but then no, it works. Why were you craving to have this done? I just wanted to see what it felt like. Okay, so I had it. And I have the pink thing in my hand. And it's red like you're, it's, it is what, it looks like you're shooting queso on his face.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> it's not clear? It, no. Oh, interesting.
1: Except it hurts when you breathe. Like I'm shooting him and I'm going, <clears throat> and I took my hand and I went to cross his face three times. One, two, three. Now we have audio here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here is clip number one. Okay, we are at my house right now, uh, not at the radio station, in case any of our bosses are listening. And I am going to spray Mike D with pepper spray because... I want to be sprayed in the face to feel the sensation. There are a lot of sensations I've wanted to feel. (laughs) Never has this one popped into my mind. And you are saying if something happens to you, you are releasing me of all guilt. You are released of anything. Criminal activity. This This is just for me. So here we go. (laughs) I'm nervous, but I do it. Let's count it down. Three, two, one. All right. Got him right there. Okay, it's in his eyes, it's red. Oh my gosh. Look at me. Oh. (laughs) 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 Oh, he's spinning. Describe what you're feeling. It's like fire in your eyes. (laughs) Yeah. I can't even open them. Okay. When you open them, it makes it worse.
7: (laughs) He's drooling.
1: (laughs) Is that the worst pain you've ever felt? Yes. I'm good. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) So... There you have it. He got sprayed in the face with pepper spray. Are you glad you did it? I'm glad I did it. Would you want to do it again? Oh, no. Not at all. Was it worse than you thought? It was worse than I thought. And it's not just the pain in your eyes that immediately just loses all your sight. It's that breathing it in. I think you heard in my voice there. Made it hard. So I go back into my house. I'm working on some stuff, and I text Mike like an hour later and go, "Hey, I'm just checking in. Are you okay?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm okay. I'm still here. It's your house."
6: <laughs> I'm oh, like, yeah, you're "Still he here?" Can't open he's like, his he's eyes.
1: like I, "I'm not leaving right now." Yeah, it took about 15 minutes for my eyes to open again, and then 30 minutes for the burning to stop. So, would you tell people that this is a good thing to have on them? I mean, it's extremely effective. Like, you're totally out of it. You can't do anything. You're like completely just blind. It's intense.
0: I need to get some to carry around.
1: Any question for him?
0: No, I mean, no. I'm thankful to hear he doesn't want to do it again. Because I was getting worried about him wanting to this sensation of pain. Because I feel like if we dug deeper, that could mean something. Uh, Like, he's wanting to just feel in general. Um, But, yeah, no. It seems like it was just the thing and he's over it.
1: Do you recommend it? For someone else to have it for protection? Yes. Do you recommend someone getting shot in the face? Uh, No, I do not recommend it. Not worth it. You don't want to feel it. Are you regretting that you did it. No, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I wanted to see what it felt like. I know what it feels like, so I'm, no, don't regret it. Are you still craving putting on a bulletproof vest and having <laughs> someone shoot it? I think I'm good on safety equipment. Oh, you're good now. Uh, I'm good now. No, he's good. He I got see. my fix. He's itch. He scratched that itch. Okay. There. Hey, listen, he did it. Yeah. We learned something from it. <clears throat> Mike D's pepper sprayed. You can go over to our uh, Bobby Bone Show account and see a video. He put a GoPro on his head. As it was happening, so he had the footage. (laughs) Oh, awesome. (laughs) Also shot on my TikTok, but his GoPro footage is is pretty funny. All right, before we go, let's check some voicemails. Here you go.
0: Hey, Bobby, bless
3: lunchbox. still didn't do the right thing. still broke your commandments. And God don't like ugly. gonna get you. You better do the right thing. Bye-bye
1: now. She's referring to the UFC refund. Hmm.
5: Oh, I was like, what commandment did I do? He was like,
1: which
7: one is she talking about? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Probably, I don't know, thou shalt not steal.
7: Here's another one. Okay, listening to the show today, I gotta say that yes, it's absolutely theft. At the least, Lunchbox should donate whatever they refunded to him to a charity of your choice. Thanks, brother.
1: Appreciate that call. You can hear Lunchbox actually call the cable company and go, hey, uh, I'd like to come to you and Say I did wrong, and what should I do? This is on yesterday's show if you missed it. Uh, I am on the way to Iowa. It's freezing cold there. It's negative degrees, but I'm going to go work at a wind turbine factory. Good luck. Learn that job. Stay warm. Apparently, it's extremely high because we're up on the top. Oh, yeah. Those things are huge, too. Yeah. So, uh, yo, yeah, You? What are you doing?
0: Uh, well, tonight, <laughs> don't laugh at me, but we're working on a song for Outweigh. My disordered eating podcast is like a theme song for listeners. And so, I have a writing session.
2: <laughs> That's cool.
0: <laughs> it's not like a real song. It's just for, like, fun. But I think it is going to be good. So, I'm doing that. And then, my who daughter- ra- Who are you
1: writing with? Maren Morris? Garth Brooks?
0: <laughs> no, my friend, Brittany Spencer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, she's awesome, and um, my daughter has her test to get into Eddie's kids' school. Yeah, uh, in the morning, like early. So, like, we gotta study, wake up, eat a good breakfast. That's what I gotta do.
1: There you go. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. We will see you Monday.
0: Bobby. Bobby Bones.